Not-So-Fantasy Football, A Loser's Guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Welcome, FPL players. This hey. is Not So Fantasy Football with Rob. Yeah, and Yanis. Yes, <laughs> and we are back for our regular preparations for game week four. Yeah, off we go. We're getting going with that. And uh, what do you want to go with first? We go with so what's in the agenda, Rob? Yeah, tell, so tell us what we've got. Transfers, we've got our watch list, and then we've got our much anticipated team reveal because we're both doing so well that everyone really wants to know, uh, know about what we're doing. So it's don't start jinxing it. <laughs> I'm not jinxing anything for me, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone wants to know exactly what moves we are making. Uh, and as usual, Yanis hasn't finished making his decisions so. He's probably going to make them live on air for you, which is great. You're going to get to see the inner workings and the cogs going on inside Yanis's head. Now, I have to admit that I won't even make a decision. I will just tell you my two options. Uh-huh. And my decision will be taken um, Saturday, Saturday morning, 10.30. I'll just give it like a half hour. <laughs> because, I mean, you know me. Even, even at work, that's, that's me. Yeah. Okay, and we'd like to put out a little apology about the podcast that we released on Tuesday that was actually a shortened version that was only nine minutes. So if you guys have listened to nine minutes of a podcast and not 52 minutes of a podcast, we apologize. There is a 52 You can still podcast. go back and listen to it. Exactly. It's still up. To the full thing. And we, we have a good chat about penalties. We also talk about, we say that we're going to release the list of penalty, confirmed penalty takers that we can just bash through very quickly. But first of all, let's get going with the completed transfers of this week. You are the expert on that. So yeah, Nicolas Otamendi has left Man City. So what was once an amazing uh, FPL player who got a clean sheet, scored, and owned, uh, yeah, ridiculous game weeks he's had, uh, he's now gone. So that's a goodbye. But what happened was Man City then brought in Ruben Diaz from Benfica as part of the exchange for 65 million pounds. Um, He's a very, very talented player, young to boy. be honest. But it's usually the prices with Man City are ridiculous. 5.5. Oh, as in... Yeah. Yeah, I, meant, I meant the 65 million, <laughs> but yeah. 5.5 is not bad a real for a Man City defender. Yeah, for a sixty-five million pound signing, he's right-footed, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he plays right, right side of centre halves, yeah. and goes well. He's going to be next to Laporte, which is Laporte, good. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Language-wise, it's good. Uh huh. And you've got Stones, and Ederson, and Diaz. Is the I right. think Stones is on his way out, to be honest. But not true. Sad, really. But we'll still. see about that. Uh, you've also got a signing from West Brom, uh, who also signed a Benfica player. Benfica players, uh, as we may, as we probably won't mention tonight, because it's not going to get completed tonight. But Benfica are selling a lot of their players to the Premier League. Uh, Philip Krovinovic Krovinovic is uh, now. Don't know much about him, but he's there on loan. Um, then 
yesterday, the 30th of September for us, which is, okay, yesterday, but Wednesday for normal people, um, Ross Barkley, out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere, decided that after a couple of years wasting his time at Chelsea, when he should have moved to Spurs because he was going to Spurs on a free, but decided to go to Chelsea because he thought that would be a better deal and they would get better pay, ended up playing not as much as he would want and not being as well loved by the fans as he wanted to be, has just jumped ship from Chelsea and joined Aston Villa on loan for the entire season. He's just seen Kai Havertz come in, Ziyech, how good Pulisic is, how good Kante Kovacic is, and he's just been like, right, now nah, I want some game time. So he's just come to Aston Villa for a, a season, which is a good signing for them. In my which opinion. is very interesting for Villa. Yeah. And since you mentioned the penalty takers, I think he's a challenger for that. You think he might be a Villa penalty taker? He was, he was taking penalties until Jorginho. I mean, even in Chelsea and with mm. Jorginho, he had a few True. shots. And I think he's going to be... He's, this is one of the reasons that he went there, because he could have gone to a better yeah. side, definitely. So um, I think that he went there just to be to become a very important player yeah, in the team. And this is going to help Grealish as well. Yeah, I also think that he's very similar to Grealish. I know Grealish is currently as a left winger, but he definitely falls into that number 10 position so often. He does. You get Hurahan and McGinn like bombing up the sides. So I think he, they're quite similar. It's kind of overloaded over there. But actually... Having Ross Barkley is only going to do Aston Villa good. You know, I think yeah. I think they're going to be very useful to have him, and hopefully, you know, from his point of view anyway, he'll be able to play himself back into the England setup. And we're going back to my my favourite, Ollie Watkins, with those with those oh, players behind him. I mean, you keep saying Ollie Watkins, Ollie Watkins, Ollie Watkins. <laughs> and all I keep hearing is Patrick Bamford, Patrick Bamford, Patrick Bamford. So we'll see. <laughs> Who's on top of our group, though? Uh, who's on top of the Premier League scoring charts? Ollie Watkins or Patrick Bamford? <laughs> you are top of the group. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Adamola Lookman was very promising for Everton a few seasons back. Uh, he also he then went to Leipzig. No, he then went somewhere and banged goals in for fun. I look at what his career path was. Uh, then he's he's now gone back to Leipzig and now he's on loan. No, now he's moved to Fulham uh, on a season-long loan, I think, as well. So he's coming in. He's still an under-21 for England, but he's definitely looking at, um, you know, getting some more goals. Uh, he went on loan to Leipzig. Uh, to Leipzig, yeah. From Everton. Yes. And now he's signed, and then he signed for Leipzig, and now he's come back from Leipzig. It's very confusing, but he's at Fulham. It is a bit confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we've got, I think there was one move today that was of note, but I've, I'm gonna have to go back for that one sec. October, okay, no, nothing mentioned. It was just a Barcelona signed someone for my axe, but yeah. Uh, no other Premier League signings. So let's move. A few more days are left for the transfers. You're not the eight, uh, the fifth of October. It's the fourth or fifth, yes. Yeah, fifth. which means actually that on our next uh, episode we will have the last exactly. 
and maybe maybe on our the following one we can have like um some up yeah yes we can have a bit more because it's going to be the last transfer talk we'll have yeah okay let me just power uh, and i'm sure that a few teams will Sorry. will move fast until the fourth fifth yeah. because there are some obvious issues with yeah. a lot of teams okay yeah, yeah so we should expect we should expect and as we've seen with barclay and with jota uh there can be sudden nothing announcements that he, no one was expecting clubs are keeping it very under wraps and they're doing a good job at the minute aren't they yeah so yeah i'm just gonna power through these penalty takers i'm gonna do it in absolutely good time just because Yannis, so Eddie, no, so start, is, right, start taking notes. Yeah, this is entirely for your, you guys. Okay, so Arsenal, first penalty taker is Aubameyang. Lacazette is a potential backup. Brighton, more pay. Uh, I'm going to guess Trossard would be it, or Pascal Gross or one of those midfielders would be a backup, but more pay is the guy you want because he was always playing. Uh, Burnley. He's missed, though, last year. True, yeah. Burnley, so, Wooden Barnes. as uh, Ashley Barnes, not Harvey Barnes. Um, and, yeah. Tends to be whoever wins them takes them. Um, but I would always see Wood as the first penalty taker. But I think if Barnes wins a penalty, he's taking it. And Sean Dyche is pretty laid back with, you know, who wants to take it. But for me, Wood is the normal penalty taker for Burnley. Chelsea, Jorginho, but he might have lost those privileges recently because, uh, he's, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, Timo Werner might, might be their penalty taker potentially. I believe Havertz is also very, very, very okay. possible. Timo because he had five in, in five Yeah, he wasn't. They took. Havertz had an amazing record in uh, Germany. True. Uh, with really, really good percentage in so I mean Werner. probably a hundred percent or something. Was so I think yeah. he's yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know if Jorginho is gonna keep yeah, doing those jumps before competition, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's Crystal Palace. Milivojevic is obviously their go-to man, but Wilfred Zaha might be uh, a good backup because I think he's the person that takes them when Milivojevic isn't on the pitch. Everton Richarlison is the penalty taker at the minute this season, but before that, it was always Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson was the penalty taker, so. That might be Richarlison because Sigurdsson's not on the pen, not on the pitch. But actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Sigurdsson's playing this weekend because Alan's injured, and that might mean that Sigurdsson ends up taking them. So yeah, just Richarlison's the one yeah. that's already taken one this season. But we'll see. Fulham have got Mitrovic, obviously. Uh, no one else really to mention there. Foolproof. <laughs> Mitrovic is always going to be there taking them. Um, Leeds, Klitsch, and potentially Bamford. He took some last season, apparently. Um, Leicester have Vardy. Uh, normally, the backup for Vardy is Perez, but Tielemans took it uh, when they got three penalties against Man City. Uh, Liverpool is Salah, but only when Milner's not on the pitch. Um, we're not too sure if that's been taken over yet, but Salah is the first penalty taker. But then, if Milner's on the pitch, Milner is normally the first penalty taker. But he hasn't been playing for a while, and I don't expect him to get much Premier League game time. Any Especially after Timikas came. Exactly. exactly. A... <laughs> uh, Man City, Kevin De Bruyne has taken over from Aguero last season. Uh, Aguero had a couple of horrors, and Kevin De Bruyne has 
Well, took everyone it. had a couple of. I mean, yeah. it was a nightmare for City, and we were all wondering why the why don't they give the penalty to KDB? I mean, um, it, it was crazy, sense, didn't they? <laughs> and it's Anderson who also would take a penalty if things if like a five nil. Yeah, score and they feel very relaxed because he, he has it. a very good record. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, Man United apparently, according to Bruno Fernandez last week, uh, he is happy to share them with Rashford. But so far, we think it's mostly Bruno's. Maybe if Rashford wins it, it's Rashford's. But most of the, if the rest of the team win it, it's Bruno's. Uh, Newcastle last season it was Richie. Richie's now off. Uh, Amaron is expected to be Richie's sort of backup in terms of penalty taker, but actually the first penalty taker is now Wilson, uh, who took one against Spurs after Eric Dyer apparently handballed the ball. Not that I'm biased in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, the ball handed Dyer. I mean, it was the yeah. other way around, actually. Um, Sheffield United is Oliver Norwood, who is a central defensive midfielder who no one really cares about. And I don't think. Sheffield United are, are going to be a heavy threat because they don't get many touches in the box. They tend to get breakaways. Um, and especially the way they're playing this season, not too good. Um, Billy Sharp is also apparently listed, but not really uh, a threat because he doesn't play much at the minute. Southampton, Ward Prowse was Southampton's main penalty taker and has been for quite a while until last season where Danny Ings was in the race for the Golden Boot and Hassan Huttel said that they'll be very, they're going to help Ings get the golden boot as much as they possibly can. So he's now on all penalties. We're not too sure if that's changed back or what. But I think, did Ings take a penalty against Spurs? Did they have a penalty against them in the Southampton game? Yes, he did. He did. The, uh, the other joke. Yeah. The hitting at the boot of. Yes. Uh, Doherty. Who was it? Uh, off his foot. Yeah. Or David. Doherty. Bounce off the foot, hit him in the arm. From about two feet. Anyway, that's the second joke. Yeah. Spurs have Kane, obviously Finito, potentially Son on a bad when Kane's not playing. West Brom, we're very unsure about, but we would assume it's Charlie Austin or potentially even Zahore. Um, maybe Robson Carnu, but obviously it depends who's on the pitch. And uh, I don't think Pereira's up there. Or Janganga, but they might they might end up being up there. Um, but we're quite unsure about West Brom on the whole. Um, West Ham, Noble, but Antonio is currently their penalty taker because Noble's still injured. Um, they may have Antonio first. We're not quite sure. So it's between Antonio and Noble. But I wouldn't say don't get Antonio in because his price has also fallen twice recently. I think he's six point two or three now. So he could also be good value as a penalty taker. And then finally, Wolves with Jimenez and potentially Neves, but most likely to be Jimenez. Uh, yeah. Those penalties. Rapid time, right? Excellent. That was very quick, Rob. Well done. <laughs> I could have let you talk a bit more, but, you know. No, no, no. I, I didn't want to spoil that, that flow and that... Thank you very much. Momentum. <laughs> Excellent. So we do have the penalty takers. There's been a lot of chat everywhere about getting players who are having or taking the penalties uh, because of a huge rise on 
yeah. on the penalties that are given. Yeah. It is a smart move. I would only uh, put it into equation if I am between two players and I would think which one I would prefer. But I would not pick all of the um, penalty takers in my team just because they take the penalties. So It definitely like comes into my head a bit more. And I'm definitely not thinking of transferring out penalty takers for non-penalty takers as much. I think that's a bit more of a risk. So, Which do you have? Do you have any players in your team that are... KDB. Penalty takers. Is a penalty taker. Okay. I did have a Bamiyang. Uh, well, this is a team sheet, but I did have a Bamiyang. He okay. And I made the move to KDB because I know they're both... That's an equal sort of opportunity. Um, I do have uh, Werner, but we, you know, we see about him. Um, who else? Are you holding oh. him on? Oh, okay. This is the team reveal now. So Bruno Fernandes is in there as well. So I've got... Werner. Oh, you've got both KDB and Bruno Fernandes. And KDB, yeah. So the Man City, Man United penalties and Man City penalties, I'm covered on. But the rest, yeah. I'm a bit risky with. And I... One of the moves I'm making is to a penalty taker. So yeah, I'm thinking about making it is to another penalty taker. But anyway, yeah. Um, the Premier League so, released a statement saying that mm. they were aware of it and they were going to be reviewing and you know reassessing. So I think I get the feeling that they might have all got a bollocking in the midweek. Uh, uh, they might have all got a telling off in the midweek. <laughs> <laughs> um, they might actually be a bit more lenient in the upcoming games because it has caught a massive stir in the football world. So I wouldn't be surprised if penalties that should be given, probably against Tottenham, won't be given this week um, because of this. Risk. No, you should wait. You should expect, especially this week, those penalties will be given because it's against Man United. Maybe, maybe. So from the next week. Penalties will become normal again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no. So, um, shall we have a quick break and then come back for our team reveals? Yeah, we've got watch list as well. Do you have? A, do you want to do? Watch oh, list? we've got the watch list. Let's have let's have the watch list now. Sorry, I I, I was completely off the right. the agenda. Yeah, no, the penalties was a bit of a surprise. So hit us with the yes your watch list defender, midfielder, and forward. Okay, it's funny that keepers are completely out of the picture, but anyway. <laughs> no one's transferring a keeper out this season. No. Um, defenders, uh, shall I start? Yeah, go on. Not, sorry? Go for it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a few players that I would be interested in getting, uh, but uh, it's, it's a watch list that... I will keep for a couple of weeks. That's why I'm, tr I'm trying to, to phrase it because it's not something that I would instantly want to change. No, I'm with you. Uh, I would really like to see those new uh, wing backs, um, Semedo and Reguillon. Yeah. Because I think both of them could be very, very good options. Mm -hmm. But I will give them enough time. Mm -hmm. At least. Uh, couple of weeks because we have the international break as well so I don't in general you you I will talk about that when we do the the reveal I want to take a, a cautious approach right now 
Yeah, that's fair. Because of the break, and I want to wait uh, until mid-October or end of October to start pushing a bit more and making big changes. Yeah. So in the defense, I would say those two are kind of watch lists on my watch list, but I'm not very hot on them yet. Yeah. What about you? The person I'm... So yeah, mine's similar, and I'm not going to be doing it anytime soon, but the person who I'm really keen to find a way to bring in in the next uh, couple of game weeks is actually Virgil van Dijk. Um, I know it's quite a different sort of... It's not like a up-and-coming player. I, I've got Stuart Dallas down as well, because some of the, the way he was flying around the penalty box in the last game was ridiculous. I was like, okay, he's just yeah. there because he's almost playing as a centre-forward right now. But actually, Virgil van Dijk is the one that I, I really want to find a place for in my team at some point, because Liverpool look impressive. And actually, he, he got a goal in the first game, and he has looked so threatening from every single corner Every single corner flies in and it's just literally like they're, they're going straight to his head and he knows exactly where they're going and he's so close to putting them in the net. I think he's going to get, you know, about five or ten goals, five goals this season comfortably. I agree. I agree. He's I agree. One and I just think he's, he's, they've worked on this corner and they've worked on him being a major, major threat from that. Yeah. So, yeah, six points. I agree with both, actually. But uh, because I do have the other two Liverpool defenders, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll yet go triple up. Yeah. I did it last year and mm-hmm. they conceded three. Yeah. So I don't want to try it this year, too. Yeah. So, midfield. Midfield. You go ahead first. <clears throat> My main midfielder is... Uh, Again, someone that I'm looking to bring in at some point in the near future, not someone that's going in this game week, but it's uh, it's got to be Mares at the minute because Mares is, for me, he's 8.5, so he's an easy replacement for Son or one of those players. If you want to bring a player down that's a higher price, you've got that sort of player there. If you want to upgrade you know, another player, he's he's a proper... He enables you to go to any of that Chelsea lot, like any of the Pulisic. Yes. When Chelsea start firing, he enables that. Um, but for the time being, he is almost guaranteed to play because they've got no striker. So yeah. one of the wingers is going to be playing up front. One of them is going to be false nining. He's going to be their main attacker. So yeah. Mares is going to be there. I think Mares is playing now. No, I think he played last night, sorry. Uh, well, yeah. Wednesday night. Um, so I think he might not be as such. I think Bruno Silva, uh, Bernardo, sorry, is going to play uh, at the weekend. But I think he is definitely more guaranteed minutes than any other. Well, than in terms of anticipating Pep roulette, this is an easier yeah. time than most because there are less players for Pep to choose from. And as I had mentioned. Uh... I don't remember at the beginning, I think. of. I have heard that um, story about Mares having a special thing with his muscles and he doesn't get any muscle injury. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's very, very, very um, probable Mares. to play in games that are like two, two days 
apart, yeah. uh, Pep used him a lot during the Christmas period when they had like five games within 10 days or 20, yeah. 12 days because he has no risk. Yeah. So that's also something good to when the Champions League starts, then they'll have a lot of games that will be close to each other. So he will have a lot of minutes yeah. within those games. So yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah, I think he's, he's up there. Right. Yours? Um, mine, I mean, it's, the, it's the, the, the normal stuff because I still don't have KDB or Bruno. Ooh. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to resist in changing Salah yet. Mm-hmm. Remember I told you I've got this, this theory in my head that why should I change midfielders who are actually attackers yeah. to midfielders who are playmakers? Yeah, I agree. It doesn't, it doesn't actually make much sense. So I'm holding on for Rashford and Salah still because mm-hmm. I think there are players who might score more. Yeah. Also bad because KDB for me would be a definite... Uh, if Man City had the first game week, he yeah. would be in my team no matter what. Yeah. But this kind of put everything off. Yeah. And I'm waiting for the opportunity, maybe for Salah to have uh, a couple of away games yeah. because I don't trust him away. Yeah, yeah, but now especially with the home game and with Villa, and the, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to him. Yeah. Uh, so those are the two players, uh, and of course one player that I, I probably in one of the teams that I'm thinking of, um, revealing later, it's uh, Suchek, as I said, okay. because I find that at his price, there's no one better with uh, attacking returns uh, and anything like that. Yeah, no, I think that's really fair. Um, I think Suchek is a great choice. I, I agree. He's, he looks very threatening in the box and he looks, yeah, really good in that respect. Tottenham have just conceded... It's just always with him. The problem with him is if you're going to play him or not. Yeah. If, if he's going to be a bench option. Yeah. Or if you're going to keep it. So I think, especially because I have those five defenders that are all good assets mm-hmm. and in the way that I'm treating them kind of in a rotation yeah. having an extra player on the bench who could just pop in and play at some point is very useful could make my life harder actually um, by trying to choose but still good having a, a it's an extra cho- yeah and he's a defender on the bench a scoring midfielder on the bench and you can always defenders aren't getting clean sheets at the minute so you can always put those uh, yeah, on to take those clean sheets, you know, to take the weight yeah. of the clean sheet defenders. Just quickly, do you want to finish off the forwards and then off we go? Yes, uh, of course. For me, he's uh, on my on my watch list from last week, but actually, I think more pay is is up there as well as a cheaper yeah. um, cheaper forward. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be really greedy and have three. Uh, Jimenez stays on. More pay is on there, and also Antonio goes on. Because Antonio has come down in yes. price as a 6.2 or 6.3. I can't remember which. But he's come down in price again, which means he's pretty much Shea Adams, which makes a nice little switch for me. I would much prefer Antonio to Shea Adams. Exactly. Um, Jimenez is definitely, I mean, he's the main guy I want to get for this week. Yeah. Uh, all my team has gone around how to transfer probably from Werner to Jimenez uh, 
because he's got this fantastic run of fixtures, those four games, that I would be surprised if he didn't score three goals in, in, those. Uh, in those four games. Fulham. Yes, if he scores less than three, I will think that this is not a good return for yeah. my expectations. Yeah. Uh, so if you call that a watch list, yes, he's definitely on it. But definitely. I also I want to wait for DCL. Okay. Because I think that the next two fixtures aren't tricky. Uh, both of them are tricky. Yeah. So after the Liverpool game. I will seriously consider, and I don't even care if he goes up to eight million. Yeah. If he continues with that in that form, I'll do everything I can to get him. Well, Richarlison. So, so you know, you can watch what Calvert Lewin does. It's a bit. It's a bit more. I. Yeah. Who I will knows? see. I will see. Who knows? I think Calvert Lewin is a solid choice. He's on my team, so like that's the only reason why he's not on my watch list because he's. Yeah. Nine eleven. And do I need to mention a, a cheap one? No, no. I was it's just Watkins. Thinking. It's uh, Watkins. <laughs> you know that. Oh, really? Who's that? Is he um is he a new striker? Has he has he played yet? I haven't seen him on any score. He's played, he's played, but uh I don't know. I that's why I'm saying uh, watch list. <laughs> because I wanna make sure that uh he's gonna return because he's yeah. a good player, but he might not return. So this is me yeah. with my watch list. Right, let's call a break there then, and uh, yep, we'll go from there. We'll be back really soon. Bye. Bye. So we're back. Here we we're are with our team reveals. Yep. And who do you want to start? Well, I think you should go first because you've got more deliberation okay. than yours. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm in this awkward position of being allowed to have t- two transfers. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, I'm telling, why do I mean awkward? Because I have to. I have to make one at least. Yes, because otherwise you. So I don't. I don't miss it. Uh, and the first thought I had was to do this one. Yeah. And uh, roll. The second one for okay. after the break, the international break, which would be yeah. very, very helpful. But I've got those two really important issues with my midfielders mm-hmm. because I've got both Podense and San Maximum who are uh, with a question mark. We've got like a 75%, they say. So this is one of the reasons I want to wait until Saturday morning. Yeah, because I feel that if there's any team news on the Friday um, press release or conference, like it's it's going to help me out with the decision. Not, if both are unavailable, yeah, they're not the luxury transfers you want to be making with your, you know, your two transfers. So I can see why you're trying to hold one back. Because mm. when you make a transfer, you don't want to be transferring out a player that's in a midfielder that's under six and a half million and a defender that's under four and a half and a striker that's under six. You know, you want to be transferring the ones that are playing a bad that game matter, for a say. good game week. Yeah, the ones that are going to be getting you the points. So I see yeah. what your problem is, yeah. So having both of them is kind of risky. Yeah. My other option would be to completely 
neglect them and keep Rashford and Salah um, and have an aim big attackingly. So yeah. I have a 5-2-3. But Ailing is playing against Man City. It's not yeah. the best games to... I mean, I can have him as a first sub. I can accept that. Yeah. Harris, but uh, having him as... It's it's not it doesn't look good. So yeah. having Reed as my fifth midfielder, who is also might be unavailable, mm-hmm. it kind of give me three midfielders that are completely off. Yeah. So this is why I want to do something about that. Uh, I want to cut it short. My two options were either to to take a I mean both of them include taking a hit. It's crazy. Yeah. I have two two transfers. And I want to make a third one. It's, I, I consider it kind of my, my mini wild card. Yeah. This is, this is how I I've have it in mind. Uh-huh. Because my first aim, as I said earlier, is to get Jimenez in uh-huh. my team. So the first transfer would be from Werner to Jimenez. Yeah. So, guys, you should all go for Werner. He's going to have a hat trick. Exactly. This is what, exactly. You know how these things happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to keep I want to hold on to Kane yet because that was the other thought Kane has to stay okay. still until until game week 8 I would say yeah, and he... considering the hat trick yesterday's hat trick yes, and the com- complete um, and availability of other players to play as, as attackers I mean despite Son's um, not playing I think that Kane should stay. Yeah. So the one option is to get Jimenez to downgrade uh, Saint Maximin to Stevens. Yeah. And to upgrade Mitrovic to Calvert Lewin. So I can have this is this is the least Jimenez, I don't really Calvert like Lewin it. and Stevens. Yes. Okay. So my attacking would be Jimenez, Calvert Lewin and Kane which is quite promising. Outrageous, yeah, okay. But this is not what I'm going to do, I think. Yeah. Uh, because I will still have Podence. Uh, that's why I'm waiting. If, I, if we find out that Podence is available with a game against Fulham, yeah. I don't want to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, so the other uh, option, which I probably will go for, it's a bit of crazy because I've never mentioned... Foden is in it. I agree. I think. Uh, So upgrading from Podense to Foden, and downgrading from San Maximum to Suchek. Uh huh. So these are the two fires that I want to. I think that makes a lot of sense in my head. And and it needs. It also needs to downgrade from Werner to Jimenez, which is a money enabler, and also my original thought of going to my favorite attacker for the next four games. Yeah. So this is probably what I'm going to do, especially if I hear bad news regarding Podense and St. Maximum. you got zero in the bank, right? I've got... Uh, no, not point one. Okay. Just yeah. quickly, quickly run. I think they're both really good choices. I think, personally, I would have a, a playing midfield over two midfielders that are playing, Podence and Reed not playing, or, you know, next to useless, and then three amazing strikers. 
three amazing strikers is always tempting, but actually two only two playing midfielders is fuck is really scary. No, it's 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 really very scary. Fun. Yeah, I know. Worrying seeing as midfield I know extra points for goals, extra points for clean sheets. You know, midfielders are normally the crux of my team. So, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm keeping I, I, my my first uh, keeper. I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That I've lost that. Is it McCarthy? It should be McCarthy. McCarthy normally. It should be McCarthy. Yeah, not Narayan. Uh-huh. Uh Of course, it's uh, Trent Robertson mm-hmm. uh, and Taylor. I like the fixture against Newcastle. Yeah, they had a really nice nil-nil last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm holding Walker Peters and Ailing at the bench. Walker Peters is going to be my first sub, uh-huh. uh, because I think that they might get a clean sheet. Yeah. So it will be good if something happens with the midfielders to have him ready to bring me the six points. Yeah. He's definitely not and uh, there, but he could be there in the future. Yeah. I think that Walker Peters will very soon have attacking returns. Because he's constantly play, they're constantly playing from the right side with those balls that, like in the Tottenham, in the Spurs yeah. game, he assisted yeah. Ings. In the game um, that they had with uh, Burnley, he he was the assist of the assister. Yeah. I mean, it, he's close to returns. So I like him as a player. I just don't. Yeah. Like two Southampton players. The doubling. Yeah. Yeah, that's my issue. Yeah. And then it's Rushford. Salah, Foden, and Suchek um, no. in the midfielder yeah. in the midfield, and Jimenez, Mitrovic, and Kane. Yeah, Mitrovic for his last week, I think. Yeah, I know you don't like Mitrovic at all. Um, He's returned. I have to be fair. I think having putting out your fire with some maximum is essential because I don't think some maximum's going to yeah. come back and score points. Hodens, yeah, is a slightly different story. It's a bit more complicated, yes. Yeah, so I could see why you might want to do maybe some Maximin and Mitrovic to a Suchek and Callum Wilson, or you know, one of those players because you're going to gain some money from going to Suchek. I don't trust that middle range much, that's my problem. Middle range strike, up and yes, up until the Calvert Lewin price. The, because why? Why? What do I mean? They're really great options, but I cannot pick one, and I will always feel guilty when I get the one and the other scores. Yeah. So I don't want to get into this because it's Wilson, it's Woods that I really like. It's um, it, it's Bamford. I will, I will admit. Yes, <laughs> I I said it. Yeah. So yeah, this is the reason I'm I'm. Sticking to Mitrovic, so I don't feel bad that he made a bad move. The thing is, Mitrovic is on penalties. He's getting a ma- like the shot rate. I think he's second for the amount of shots had overall this season. They're not all on target, but he didn't play the first game. Like yeah. he's played two games, two games, two games, and he's had a ma- ninety, ninety, and twenty. So yeah, it's kind of I know you don't two hundred like- minutes. But I think as a six million, he's the, he's probably one of the best six million. And at six point five, there are slightly better options. But if you're not going to be happy with any of them, why why move? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm kind of holding on. Yeah. That's me. Cool. I like. Oh, captain. 
Cap- we, well, let's go. Let's cap. Let's talk about captains at the end. So you go with go ahead with your team. Cool. So I'm relatively unchanged. I made the one change that I mentioned previously, and that is uh, I've ch- changed Aubameyang for De Bruyne. I got really lucky last week, but also Aubameyang didn't return for me. But I was having, you know, I needed to put out the other fires, so I left Aubameyang in and left De Bruyne another week. And with absolute brilliant luck, De Bruyne didn't return against Leicester. So that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, currently, I've got McCarthy in goal against West Brom. Robertson away at Aston Villa. Taylor, Newcastle, Justin, West Ham. Who I'm, they're all, I'm happy with all of those. Davies is on the bench as my first sub against Man United because he may get some attacking return, but I don't think he's going to get any, diff- any clean sheet returns. Um, Bissouma also comes back for me because uh, he was suspended for one week. Uh, but he's on the bench. And then my, so my midfield on the field is Rodriguez, Fernandez, De Bruyne, and currently Hyun Min Son. Now, I know Hyun Min Son isn't a planned starter, but the way Mourinho is speaking about him, saying he's definitely going to be available. He, he will be available after the international break, uh, but he's not got a high chance of starting on Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember when the game is. Made me think, you haven't said he's not going to be starting. You've said he doesn't have a high chance of starting. So between now and then, he could start. And if he misses one game week, that's one game week that I've not taken a four-point hit to get him out of my team for. And that's one game week... And then, then I've got Son, and Son is a starter. He is going to play even when Bale plays, and he's he's brilliant. So happy to have Son in there. Um, and then, oh yeah, Mitchell was my other fullback. He's last position on the bench, mm. but he's four million, four point one million now. But I'm happy with him. Shea Adams against West Bromwich Albion starts. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some sort of return. Werner finally. Yeah, well, he got a return last week, exactly. He so. got a return, yeah, he got a return. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little bit more against West Brom. They can't defend very much. Um, Werner is currently on for me, and I am absolutely at odds with myself about whether to go to Jimenez or not um, for a hit. So that's my move. It's not Son out, it's Jimenez for Werner that I'm moving. Because yeah. I want Jimenez. I want him in this for the long term. And yeah, my my strikers are all budget strikers uh, apart from Werner. So I want to take Werner down to the budget striker mark. Um, and then I can invest a little bit more in my defence and look at Van Dijk or I can invest in Adam's next game week and transfer him up to someone that's looking a bit more dangerous. So that's me there. Calvert-Lewin's yeah, the final striker. Very happy with him. I think he's been great. Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. I mean, you're taking a slight risk with Son. Yeah. But it, it does make sense in the I long run. And three playing players I, on the bench. So all of those three on the bench are going to play or can play or yeah. are fit to play. So I don't need to transfer him out. Yeah, you're right. Just an expensive bench player for one week, potentially. Yeah. And uh, I also think this this whole story with um, 
with Werner, it reminds me of, of Vardy last year. Yeah. Uh, when I was holding on, holding on. With Vardy, it was much longer, actually. Yeah, sure. I have to admit. I was holding on for, I don't, I don't even remember, like it was eight, nine weeks of no returns. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was just, if, I, I mean, at fi- finally, my weight was justified. So I don't want to tell you what to do about that because, first of all, because I'm changing, so I don't want you to do the same. Yeah. So that we have make the same mistake, or. <laughs> but it is it is a big decision with these in these cases. Players that you believe and are not returning, what do you do? Do you? I don't know. There's no magic recipe. My so my main thing is that actually, I do think Werner will start returning at some point, and I do think it could be sometime soon, but. Fulham are so bad defensively. They are considered yeah. the weakest goals. There's I'm, even a chance that Jimenez will score twice, which I is wanna, remarkable you know, for him. If Jimenez is coming in, he's going to stand a very good chance of being my captain, who is currently De Bruyne. But if Jimenez yeah. comes in, Fulham, the goals that Fulham have conceded in the past three games have been breathtakingly simple and bre- like so easy. To, to concede. Scott Parker is absolutely fuming, so much so that their, um, one of their vice presidents put out a, an apology letter to the fans and said that they're doing their best to stri- sign a new defender. And Scott Parker's like, this doesn't help. You're just completely undermining yeah. what you're doing. Which was really weird, a little bit funny. But I think Fulham have got serious problems defensively. Virgil van Mike in Michael Hector is not performing in any way on the same level as not even close. No, no. It's very, it's very worrying. And I, my only worry is that I don't get Jimenez this week and he gets a hat trick. And that's yeah. so close to transferring him in. This has week. he ever had a hat trick in the Premier League? Has, that's kind of a guaranteed this week that I don't transfer him in is the week that he does. He will. Yes. So, or if we, or if you do, and if I do, then Werner gets like a double return. <laughs> anyway, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't mention my captain. I'm probably going for Salah. Yeah, I think Salah's a good choice. I think he's a good choice, and I, since he's like, it's what you're doing with KDB. Since he's yeah. a 12 million player, I mean, I have to justify why I'm keeping holding him and not. Down, look, downgrade him to something cheaper. Yeah. This I, is my idea. No, I completely agree. I think Salah is the, in my opinion, the most obvious choice of a captain for this game week. But I think, you know, De Bruyne is topping the polls on quite a lot of the polls that I've seen. Uh, yeah. Salah is the one against Villa for me, really. The only worrying thing is that he's just played 90 minutes this uh, yesterday against... He played uh, yesterday, yeah. Uh, I think it was 90 minutes. Let me just check. Uh, yeah, this is, is worrying, but still, and they're, they're gone to penalties, right? No, he came off. He, he came off in the 61st minute. So, ah, okay. He looks like he, he got He got the second point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I think that was a very good We'll choice. see. We'll see. De Bruyne also played in midweek. So, yeah, I think we're both. 
wise. And actually, Jimenez for Werner is a sensible choice, in my opinion, because Jimenez is also a penalty taker. And Wolves, yep. and they're not as good defensively, but attacking-wise, they're still looking just as potent, especially if Adama Traore plays again. Just as potent. Just as potent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good. I think that's a great... So- Terrible way to end a podcast. Thanks for that, Yannick. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> I do that often, but you don't know me that well, apparently. No, that was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> so, um, guys, all best of luck. Yeah, good uh, luck before. And, uh, and yeah, we'll be back after this. So let's hope that all of us yes. come back from the international break happy and healthy um, and that you all get big green arrows this week we will have uh, pod- episodes yeah. next week anyway yeah, so it's going to be the reflection of the week anyway so yeah, yeah we'll talk about the international week mm. on that episode yeah sounds good to me great right enjoy stay safe love you and leave you and stay with us <laughs> bye Bye-bye. Uso Radio.